Prophetic Healing and Miracles Night. Ministry of Fire invites you to He is God, Holy Spirit Power Program. Do you need prayer, healing, or deliverance? Know that God's healing power and healing virtue is touching you today. God wants to take your pain and turn it into joy, your sorrow into success. Turn your tragedy into a triumph. God is bringing a turnaround in your life. He is breaking the darkness and bringing you into God's marvelous light. Your miracle is waiting for you.
who was not in the council of the godly, nor stands is the path of sinners, nor sit in the seed of the scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and is his love. He meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by a stream of water, which yields fruit in season, and whatever he does shall prosper. Oh Lord, you. night ministry of fire invites you to 
He is God, Holy Spirit Power Program. Do you need prayer, healing, or deliverance? Know that God's healing power and healing virtue is touching you today. God wants to take your pain and turn it into joy, your sorrow into success. Turn your tragedy into a triumph. God is bringing a turnaround in your life. He is breaking the darkness and bringing you into God's marvelous light. Your miracle is waiting for you. Father, Prince of Peace, 
Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. Let him that glories, glory in that they know me. I am the Lord, exercising love and kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. By wisdom a house is built By understanding it is established Wisdom is more precious than rubies And nothing you desire compares to her Wisdom and money can get you almost anything but only wisdom can save your life I am the Lord Exercising love and kindness Judgment and righteousness in the earth Judgment and righteousness in the earth Wisdom is the principal thing Therefore get wisdom And in all of it get Foundation of the world 
is coming on the clouds with his holy angels. In his Father's power and glory, he sits upon the throne.
with a shout, with a shout, is coming. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The Son of God. Hallelujah. Is coming back. Praise the Lord. Praise God. God wants to heal your heart tonight. God wants to heal your mind tonight. God is telling me that the reason he is going to speak tonight about obedience and curses and faith, it is because this is what we need to move on to the next level, says the Lord. My sons, my daughters, don't be concerned about tomorrow. Tomorrow might never come, says the Lord. Trust me. Trust me. I will take you by the hand and I will take one step at the time, you and me together. God says, don't worry about tomorrow. You see everything that is going on. Now is the time for you to practice faith. You need to practice and know my faithfulness. You need to practice and know my mercy, my grace. So the Lord says, don't worry about tomorrow. When you come into this podcast, close yourself to the outside world because Every time that we gather, I have a message for you. I am building a foundation to take you higher and higher and higher. So don't worry about anything. Just let me grab your hand. Things are going to get really, really bad. But those that believe and trust me will not suffer the consequences. They will not. Because I have promised. Whatever I have promised you, I will keep. I am not a God that lies. You do not understand the love that I have for you. That's sometimes I have to correct you over and over because my desire is for no one to perish. So trust me. How can you say I love you, God? Oh, I love the Lord and don't trust me. Everything that you see with your eyes, Houses, cars, education, in a blinking of an eye, all of that can be gone. But I will still there for you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for your grace and mercy. So as I was, um, as I was talking to the Lord on Saturday, the Lord was telling me that 
the majority of the problems that we have with curses, they are because of disobedience. And it, it really made sense to me. So I started talking to him and he started me showing and that's what I'm going to do. I don't know how much I will be able to um, accomplish tonight, but this first part, it is God's heart for you and me. And it is about obedience for us to understand clearly that with, without obedience, we will never see Jesus. He was telling me, can you imagine if my son Jesus did not fulfill his destiny? I want you to think about it. The only reason that we have salvation today is because Jesus was, was obedient unto death. Death in the cross. If Jesus was disobedient, you and me will not be where we are today. We will all go to hell. But God gave his only son for you and me. I want you to, when God tells you to do something, to think about it. Think about the price that Jesus had to pay. And that is the same for us, that we need to be obedient unto death. I'm going to share a couple of Bible verses because I need to, it's not really me, because he been talking to me about obedience all week. It was not a one day thing. It was the whole week, even this afternoon. And I understand, maybe a little bit, how important this is for him. And why do I say a little bit? Because our mind cannot comprehend what it means to him. It doesn't matter how much we love him. We cannot comprehend. But that's when faith comes, and that's why we believe. James 2.14, and these are some of the Bible verses that he gave me. That's how everything started, the class tonight. He said, uh, what does it profit? My brethren, if someone says that he has faith, but does not have works, can faith alone save him? 
How do you know that you have faith? I am personally being stretched like never before. But this is the way I see it. How can I say I love God and don't trust him? How can I sit here and do this podcast telling you so many maybe beautiful things, but I am a liar because I don't live what I am talking to you about. I can't do that because he is listening and he's watching. And I want him to be a proud daddy because who I am and what I have is because he has given it to me. So he said, can faith alone save you? Because verse 17 says, faith without works is dead. He's stretching me. I just signed some papers in obedience to him. And I need faith beyond the word faith. The word of God says, you have faith and I have work. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Faith, this is what he told me this afternoon, faith has to be proven. And it is so true because I can sit here and say whatever. It was like when this storm was coming, I had such a peace that passes all understanding. Because after you experience heaven and you are sent back to earth to finish the work something happened inside of you that your heart's desire is to go back but because i love god and i love god's people I have to be content in whatever situation he put me in. So what I am saying to you, it is that sometimes we are waiting for God to produce the finances. We wait for God to open send a rainbow or do something magical for us to be able to believe God and move on with the assignment. But that's not going to happen. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. Faith is you believing something that you cannot see. And I lately been going from 
one step of faith to the other, to the other, to the other. And you need to do the same thing. If you're waiting for God to send the finances for you to do what he's been telling you all along to do, it's not going to happen. He's going to give you a commandment and you're going to show him your faith. I believe that every time the Lord asks us to do something, that he has already deposited in you the faith needed to move on with that project. He was giving this example to me. When Abraham offered Isaac at the altar, think about it. Offering your son. But what happened? That Abraham believed God. That's why at one point he was called a friend of God. I'm not saying that it is easy, but I always talk to God and I say, Lord, how can I say I love you with all my heart? that my life belongs to you, that you are my king, that you're my savior, that you're my father, that you're my husband. And how can I say that? And when you ask me to do something, I don't do it. I am a liar. It's scary. But I always say to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to do what you're telling me to do. If I die, I die. So now I want you to see how important faith is in obedience. James 2.24 says, A man is justified by works and not by faith only. So it has to be works with faith. And verse 26 says, For as the body without spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So when we disobey our Father, we open the doors for curses to come into our life. And why do these curses come? Because one of the problems that we have, it is that we don't have a solid foundation. And that's why we need to pray for the healing power of God to get into the foundation of our life. So I, this, this was this afternoon. Remember, I'm working on this since last uh, Saturday. And today he's telling me, what does the word of God says about the foundation of the church? 
And I remember that God in Ephesians 2.20 says that the church, and we are the body of Christ, needs to build on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. That came to me and I said, wow. That's why so many churches fight. For, I don't believe in a prophet. I don't believe in an apostle. But the word of God says that he, the apostle and the prophet, is the one that's supposed to build our foundation. And when in a church there is not an apostle and there is not a prophet, we're going to be in trouble. Excuse me. So today, this afternoon, he was showing that to me. And I said, wow, that is so true. So in other words, when, and I'm going to say this, you might be mad, but it is the truth. Any church, okay, that it's built needs to have a foundation and it has to be the apostle and the prophet. That's what the Bible says. So what you're saying is, so pastors shouldn't be building. I want you to ask God. But I believe that it is important that a, a pastor that's established a church is connected with the apostle and the prophet. And I can teach you about all of that, but this is not for tonight. So because we have fought the apostle and the prophet, our foundation is weak. Can you imagine if you're building a house and your foundation does not follow the requirement of the city or the state where you are? When it comes the storm, your house is going to blow away. It is the same for us. Our foundation needs to be based on God. When our foundation is a solid foundation, it produces a steadfast faith and life. In other words, when people look at you, they're going to know that there is something different about you. You will not be double-minded. You will not have an attitude. You will not have pride. You will, there will be a lot of things that they will not be part of your foundation. But because we don't have that foundation, all these curses comes. Anytime, look what the Lord was telling me. He said to me that every time I tell one of my sons and daughters to do something or not to do something, and they continue to do it, eventually that is going to accumulate when the enemy will have all authority 
to take control of your life. People said, well, I'm waiting because God sends me to Russia. Okay, that might be true. But I'm telling you today that before you go to Russia, you're going to have to go to your best friend around the corner. Because if you cannot go to your best friend around the corner, God is not going to send you to Russia. Because if you did not obey something so simple, how can he send you to Russia? Just think about it. There are areas in your life that God needs to heal. And there are areas that you might think that are not important. Oh, but that's so minimal. Oh, I just did that because whatever. And I'm telling you, he started my life and I'm gonna use myself as an example. I had a little problem or maybe a big one. When I always left the faucet dripping, I was doing that and I honestly, I was not aware. And I'm talking about 25 years, 30 years ago. And, but I was not aware. And that's where God started with me. He will make me go back. It was a process. I didn't have anybody to tell me that, that God was building character in me. So for years, little things like that. They're not little things, but things like that is the way that God taught me character and integrity. Things that we will do just because. And God says, yeah, someone else can do it, but you cannot do it. And I did not understand why. Oh, but my coworker, she's always late. Okay. But you're not. Because what we don't understand is that God, in his infinite grace, he's preparing us to do a job for him. But we must be men and women of character and integrity. Just because your next door neighbor is, let's say, stealing cable from somebody else, it doesn't mean that you can do it. Because your next door neighbor maybe is not going anywhere in God, but you are. And maybe God needs to equip and prepare you for later on speak to your next door neighbor. But we don't see it that way because we don't have anybody to tell you that. I'm here telling you today, the best thing that ever happened to me is those almost three years that I was bedridden.
that I could not do anything for myself. I will always be grateful of what God did in my life. Always. Yes, there was pain. Yes, there were doctors. Yes, there were medicine. Yes, and they couldn't even find what was going on. But during that time, God showed me and taught me to trust him, to have faith. And I knew that through those three years that I had to go through it until one day when I was really, really, really sick, he showed me that he needed to take me through that process so I could learn his law. I had to go through that tribulation. So when we go through situations that we don't understand, we need to give God the glory. Because I assure you, he's working destiny, character, and integrity in you. One of the things that is happening today, and you all see it all the time, is that there is no difference between someone that called themselves a Christian or someone that go to church every Sunday and the people in the world. We watch programs that we don't have no business watching. We celebrate people that are from the devil, especially when it comes to music. And in his grace and mercy, he continue giving us another chance. When you understand, my recommendation is what I do. I go to God and I say, Lord, search my foundation and send healing power into my life. This is something you need to do. Because our foundation, it doesn't matter how many years you've been in church. It doesn't matter that you're a prophet, an apostle, a bishop. It does not matter. We always have something that needs to be healed. Another way that you need to pray is, Lord, send your healing fire. into the foundation of my life. Most of our problems come for a, from a faulty foundation. Almost all the curses that come into our life, they come because we're disobedient. Today, we see people that pray, read the word, they memorize it because they always have something to say. And God was showing me, this is, this is from God. They read the word, they memorize it. They come from uh, Christian homes. They give tithes and offerings. But you know what? They're disobedient. They pray every day. 
four hours, three hours, five hours. It doesn't matter. They read the word. But when God tells you to do something, you don't do it. One of our excuses to the human mind is that whenever God tells us to do things, our mind cannot comprehend. And we say, God will never tell me to do that. Don't, don't. He knows that I have to work. How can I quit my job? How can I give $50 or 100 or 1000 It doesn't matter. I have to pay rent. I have to buy food for my children. I have to buy clothes. We always have an excuse. So we, every single day, we are disobedient. Do you know when all of this is going to change? When the Bible says that if you're willing and obedient, if you're hungry for God, and when you are anointed by God, the anointing break the yoke. It means that any curse, anything that anybody has done, when you are anointed, that should break the yoke. But you need to be willing to follow his instructions up unto death. You need to be hungry for God. You need to have a passion for him. And you need to, like, when I say you, I'm talking to myself too. We need to trust 100%. Psalm 68 once says, let God arise and his enemy be scattered. Just think about that for a minute. Let God arise. When God is real in your life, there is no demon, no devil, nobody can touch you. Look what it says. A curse cannot affect a child of God who is walking in obedience. And I'll tell you what's going to happen. A curse cannot affect a child of God who is walking in obedience. You can say, and I can say, I love God, I love God. Be in church, read the Bible, pray every day, uh, take communion, uh, uh, anoint this yourself. We can do all of that. But when God tells you, go to the store and buy a loaf of bread, why are you saying that? I have plenty of bread in my refrigerator. And because we don't want to look like a fool, we disobey God. Listen, 
that has been my experiences for a long, long time. One of my recommendations is if God tells you to go and buy a loaf of bread and you in the human mind, you say, but I have bread at home. Don't you know that maybe God has a miracle for someone that is going to be in line or for someone that is going to be at the store? And God wants you to go and buy the bread because he wants to bless someone else. Maybe someone that does not know him. Maybe something is going to happen that you'll be able to witness. And because you obey God, God has already prepared that person's heart. And you will win one soul for him. But the first thing that it comes to my mind, I don't need to buy. That's not God, because God knows that I have plenty of bread in the refrigerator. So a curse cannot affect a child of God who is walking in obedience. Remember this, please, because he emphasized this so many times. You disobey once, you disobey two, three, four, five, six, seven, and one day God says, you're on your own. If somebody sends a curse your way, that is called an unjust curse. You know what? Because you are walking in obedience and God is number one in your life, you know what's going to happen to that curse? It goes back to sender. I'm going to say that again. This is powerful. That's why we don't need to be afraid. What we need to be afraid of is to walk in obedience, not of the person that can send a curse. Because an unjust, it means something that does not belong in your life. God is going to send it back to the one who sent it. There are curses that come from God. Okay. And, and we can go and, you know, I can talk to you about, um, many ways and i'm going to give you a list of things but um when he cursed uh adam and eve no one when god sends a curse into someone no one can deliver that person only god cursing someone that god has blessed I want you to hear. So you don't need to be afraid of what so-and-so is going to do. No, you continue doing what God wants you to do. You continue obeying. You continue to put in him first. And it says, cursing whom God has blessed. Earns the person issuing the curse a divine curse. 
A divine curse is a curse that comes from God. No one can release that curse. Only God. There are a couple of things that, a couple of curses that I wanted, I want to talk to you about, well, not me, that the Lord wants you to know that you need to deal with it. One of them is evil words that others spoke against you that will never be canceled, that nobody has ever canceled that Okay, it will bring a disturbance in your life. So that's why we need to say, Lord, I cancel, I nullify any word that anybody has spoken against me. They are nullified and they're canceled in Jesus' name, even though you don't know it because you don't know what other people have said. And God will forgive you and that will be canceled. Evil words that we speak against other people, you need to deal with it. You need to ask God to forgive you. You need to cancel those words because they were words that you spoke against somebody else. And number three, evil words, which we spoke against ourselves. There are so many. One of the things that, one of those uh, words that comes to my mind is when your daughter or your, I'm sorry, when your mother uh, or your father uh, tell the son you will never amount to anything. Others is, you will be just like your father or like your mother or like your aunt. Those are evil words that were spoken against you. And sometimes words that we say, I am afraid I can't do that. That's not my area. That's not my expertise. When the word of God says that I can do all things. And those are evil words that we speak against ourselves or either our parents. We need to forgive our parents because we never know what our parents they have gone through. I'm going to give you a, a couple of biblical curses. Let me see. I don't want to. Um, let me let me um, let me put a hold on that for a minute. 
and I'm looking at my notes because I put notes next to the notes just to make sure that I do not forget. Okay, one of the things the Lord was telling me, it is not to harden, tell the people not to harden their heart. One of the reasons that we harden our heart, listen to this one, because God tells you to do something, And when you disobey, this is what God showed me. When you disobey, eventually your heart is going to be hardened. I have never seen it this way, but I'm going to say it again. Hebrew 4, 7 says, Today, if you hear his voice, Harden not your heart. It means that if he tells you to do something today, don't ignore it. When you continue to ignore it, you're going to be in trouble. Okay. So he's saying in Hebrew 4, 7, today, if you hear his voice, it means he told you to go and buy a loaf of bread and you didn't do it. And he's warning you. He's warning you and me. And he's saying, if you hear the voice, don't disobey. In other words, you have hardened your heart. This is something that he emphasized. He wanted us to really understand. These are the other Bible verses that he gave me. He says, 1 John 5, 18, and I wrote it in red because it has a meaning to me. He says, we know that whoever is born of God does not sin. But he who has been born of God keeps himself. Okay? And the wicked one does not touch him. Look what a promise. If we don't sin, the enemy cannot touch you. Just think about it. The sacrifices of God are a broken and contrite heart. And God will not despise you. That's Psalm 51, 17. Someone wrote this, and I thought that it was very, very special. We want the resurrection. In other words, we want to be different without going through the grave. 
we need to go through the grave. If you want to resurrect, if you want to be changed, we all have to go through the graves. This is another thought that I want to share with you. Through one man, disobedient, many were made sinners. Think about that one. Who was that man? Adam. Because of Adam, we all became sinners. Disobedience is the root of all sin and misery. Jesus came to do his father's will unto death. Defective obedience is always the result of a defective life. And God is clear when he says, obey my voice and I will be your God. Think about that one. You don't need anybody else to explain to you anything else. God is saying, obey my voice and I will be your God. If you don't obey God, when he speaks to you, he's not going to be your God. We need to humble ourselves and become obedient unto death. And you said, why, why can I hear God? Why can I be obedient? Self-denial. Because the biggest problem that we have is self. Self is the root of lack of love and obedience. I'm going to say that again. Self is all about me. If I am okay, everything, everybody else is okay. Self is the root of lack of love and obedience. That's why we must deny ourselves. How can I get out of this disobedience? Because God is telling me to do things. Sometimes he tells me to go this way and I just don't go that way. Because when I go to work, I have my way of going and I'm not going to get, I'm not going to change it. And why am, am I mentioning that? Because that was a way that God taught me obedience. Every time that I was going to work, God will tell me to take a different route. So that's how I learned obedience. The way out of disobedience, if you want to be obedient to God, you need to surrender to Christ. Is obedient possible? Is it possible that I can obey all the time? It says here, his promises of working all for his good pleasure in you. He promises 
of working all the situations that we have for his good pleasure. That he will give us a new heart. Not only a new heart, but with an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So like, the question is, is obedience possible? Of course, it is. It is. Because when we obey God, I know, I know that I know that I know that I know he will take care of everything else. I am not saying that we're going to make mistakes. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that when your heart is right with God, he will do anything for you. And the answer many times, what about easy? What about if it's not God? How many years you've been in church? And you still don't know the voice of God? So what about there is no what about? I prefer if if I have the bread in the house, first of all, I will not tell anybody that. I will get in the car and I will go to the store. And I will go with a open mind. totally open mind, looking for who is the person that I need to talk to. That's me. And this has been years and years of practice. This is not overnight. But how can I call myself a Christian? And how can I say I love God? And how can I go to church and disobey him? I'm a hypocrite. And I know that I will end up in hell. I am going to give you a, some biblical curses. Okay. And uh, you need to know that number one, let me see. Number one is mistreat or, or curse the Jewish people. And I'm going to tell you where you can find that. I'm looking here for something else, uh, dealing. Okay. Um, dealing. Okay. Um, and that is in Genesis 12, 3. The next one is idolatry. Exodus 25. This one, 
I'm going to take my time to explain it because this is so important. Um, okay, hold on one second. It says, number three, if you refuse to come to the help of the Lord, Judges 5.23, If you refuse to come to the help of the Lord, Judges 5.23. The next one is... If you fail to give to the poor, If you fail to give to the poor, Proverbs 28, 27. Those who keep cursed objects in the house. The house of the wicked, Proverbs 3.23. The earth is cursed by reason of man's disobedience. Isaiah 24.3-6. Ministers and servants of God who fail to give glory to God. Those who rob God of tithes and offerings. Those who prefer to listen to their partners than to God. Those who willfully cheat people. Those who lie with a beast. Those who lie with their sisters. All fornicators and adulterers. Those who reward evil for good. Illegitimate children, murderers, kidnappers, those who are involved in witchcraft, those who attempt to turn people away from the Lord, those who follow horoscope. Those who do not discipline their children. Having children out of wedlock. Brave. When you refuse to forgive others.
children born from incestuous union. Those who has something to do with the unborn abortion, and we know that. False prophets. Those who curse their rulers. Fortune telling. Those who blaspheme the Lord's name. Those who are carnally minded. Rebellious children, they're cursed. Any sin worthy of death is also cursed by God. How can I detect if I have any curses? And I'm going to finish with this because this is important. It says, check if your life is in accordance with the blessings of God for your life. The way of detecting the presence of these curses in our lives, you need to compare your life with what God says and what God promised for you. In other words, you go to the word of God and you look for, uh, for the, the promises of God. What does God says about those who love him? Okay. And then when you see the list, you see if that's happening to you or not. And you know that one of the things that the Bible says, are you a borrower or a lender? Are you always falling from one sickness to another? Do you enjoy God's favor? Do you enjoy divine prosperity? Are you increasing or decreasing? Are you free from the enemy harassment? Are you standing on the center of God's will for your life? What does your relationship with God look like? Know that there is no middle ground. You are either blessed or you are cursed. And if you really are honest and you take the time to read what God says about the blessings, one of the blessings that he says is what I told you that a curse cannot affect a child of God who is walking in obedience. A curse does not come without a purpose. It has a purpose to destroy us. So this is the time for us to take an inventory. You know, there are so many people that have statues in their home and they're Christians. 
And what the Bible says that these statues, they have hands, but they handle not. Feet have, they have feet, but they cannot walk. They have a mouth, but they cannot speak. And so many people trust in them. So, so many people cannot receive any revelation, spiritual revelation. No, it doesn't matter how hard they try, they cannot receive any revelation because they have hardened their heart. Reading occultic books, watching things that we should not be watching, anything that you place your eyes, your hands, and brain. It will bring terrible curses on you. I'm going to say that again. Today, we need to be so careful, especially with those songs now that they said for you to relax and go to sleep. You need to be so careful because no, not all of them, there are very few that are from God. The majority of them, they come from the new age. And you go to sleep listening to a new age song without knowing just because it says a Christian song to relax. And remember, you put in your brain. Okay. Because you are watching something that you didn't have no business watching. And the consequences is that you know that you know that you know. You see, these are not the things that are taught. I mean, I have always taught, teach things like this because I have always believed that my job is to build a foundation. Because if I teach you well, and I, if I share with you what is in God's heart, it's always going to be good. Because it is from God. So my job is to build a solid foundation that you can stand against anything. And that's why I continue to, I, I don't do this just because I was going to talk about something else. But always, even tonight, I'll just go and talk to God for hours. Because I want to know, what do you want? It doesn't matter how many people are listening. What it matters is that I am obedient. Even if there was no one listening, I will be 
doing what I am doing. Because this is what he called me to do. And I am doing this unto God for you. And that's what you need to learn. Maybe you're coming from work and God tells you, or you feel this desire to stop, to put gas. And your plans is to do it another day. But you don't know what God's plan is. And even if nothing happened that you can testify about, you can testify how you obey God. So this week, I just want you to know that God has been speaking about the difficult times that are ahead. This is the time that he's going to separate those that belong to him and those that are not of him. It doesn't matter how much I say that, it's up to you to believe it or not. But it is my responsibility and in obedience to him, I have to tell you that you need to be prepared because I believe it and I've been saying it for three or four years because I know that the things that are ahead for us, our mind cannot be able to understand. That the only way that we're going to be protected is if we are doing what God is calling us to do. If we are obeying, if we are exercising our faith. If God has told you to buy a loaf of bread and you didn't do it, do you think that he's going to give you a ministry? Maybe you yourself will go into ministry, but God is not going to give you no ministry. So Father, I pray that you will be satisfied with the way that I presented what you gave me for us. I pray that you will take this word and work it inside of them that they will understand that without obedience, the only thing that we are allowing to come into our lives are curses, one after another, that we will never get to the promised land, that we will never see that your feet is we don't obey, because you said clearly obedience is better than sacrifice. Father, I pray for the people that are going through a difficult time because of the storms in Florida. Lord, mercy, mercy, mercy. And for us, Lord, until we meet again, I pray that this will be a week where they can take time to think about what they have learned, to process that, to meditate, and that you will touch their heart Bless them, Father God. Bless their families. Bless their jobs. 
Bless their coming in and their going out. And don't let them forget that you always need to be first and that you're always going to be there for those that are willing and obedient. Father, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you for being with us. And to you only be the glory forever and ever. God bless you. We love you, but God loves you more. Just trust God. Start practicing. Start listening to the voice and obeying. Don't let your heart be hardened because then we will be in trouble. Again, thank you for joining us tonight. Until next Friday, I pray that you will have so many testimonies during this week that the power of God will be real in your lives. Be blessed, be blessed, and be blessed. And good night. God would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height. Know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. To Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus, to all generations, forever and ever. Amen.